Hi, I'm Anna. I'm substituting for Dr. Lambert, who is not feeling uh, very well. It seems that after last week's podcast, the government criminals that torture targeted individuals decided to jack up the torture on him. That was his torture was already atrocious uh, with daily scheduled attacks on his brain perpetrated by government employees deriving a check funded with American taxpayer money. Just this morning, they blocked Targeted Justice news, newsletter in Substack. Uh, they always think that they're going to come out with absolute impunity, and we are going at Targeted Justice to fight all the way so that that's not the case. We will not let the criminals silence us, so rain or shine, I am here to give you this week's legal update. But before then, I want to welcome today's guest, a pillar of the targeted individual community without whom it is unlikely I would be alive. Like many of you have written to him, Richard Lighthouse saved my life by getting me out of Puerto Rico to come file this historic lawsuit. Welcome to the show, Richard. It's a pleasure to be here. So I asked Richard to come in today, talk about uh, something that has worked for him in defeating some of the crimin criminal shenanigans when going to sleep. So I really urge you to listen to his advice. Uh, I'm sure it'll be really useful to you all because it has been to me. Let's go now to the legal update. Uh, 45 weeks ago, I filed Targeted Justice versus Garland and others, the case uh, that gave way to this podcast. As most of you know, tomorrow is the deadline for the defendants to submit their reply brief. In preparation of this show, I reviewed part of the case history to mention some of the facts that I know I have not disclosed to you yet. For example, the docket in this case reflects that the district court withheld resolution on 26 motions that were filed since February 5th until its dismissal on July 11th, whereupon those 26 motions were denied as moot. Except they weren't moot, particularly the motion to compel the limited discovery on the plaintiff's terror screening database status. Nothing was ordered to be produced. This a limited discovery for jurisdictional purposes has been invariably granted in other prior cases involving the TSDB, even in cases that involved known and suspected terrorists and not non-investigated subjects that have do not meet the terrorist criteria to be on that list. One of the motions that uh, stuck out for me was the motion for reconsideration that uh, where, where when I asked that the extension of time to reply to the preliminary injunction be denied because they asked to respond to it simultaneously with a motion, dispositive motion or motion to dismiss. Even though that motion, the motion for reconsideration containing the testimonies of so many of you that sent me an email saying how their targeting had increased after the filing of the complaint, well, that motion doesn't have any disposition date in the docket, it's almost as if it remained in limbo. 
The district court ignored plaintiff's plea and disregarded entirely the motion. It is no wonder that on April 28, 2023, the attorney for the official capacity defendants, Ms. Madeline McMahon, told me over the phone, this case is going to get dismissed anyways. At that time, I didn't think of any of it. As an attorney, I have never been 100% certain of the likeliness of success of any motion, despite uh, the grounds, the correct grounds for it and the truthfulness to it. Ms. McMahon, however, told me over the phone that she was certain that the case was going with, to, with a tone, that this case is going to get dismissed anyways. More than 300,000 innocent Americans are counting on our constitution and judicial system to obtain redress from the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. I am ready to prepare the reply brief and request a hearing before the Fifth Circuit at the earliest possible. I know many of you are suffering immensely from this criminal program and how urgent shutting it down has become. We are counting on the courage of the judges vested with the responsibility of upholding the Constitution to bring an end to this ongoing human holocaust sponsored by the alphabet agencies using taxpayer dollars to trample upon the rights of the innocent. And that is what today's show is about. I'm gonna bring you an outrageous example of the weaponization of police power to persecute and destroy the lives of law-abiding, honest citizens, just like most targeted individuals. So I am going to, uh, we're gonna go into a, a screen sharing and show you um, a, a slideshow I have pre uh, prepared for you. Okay, so now to the legal uh, update. This is fresh of the press and I decided to call this living in bizarro world. I wanna give special thanks to uh, activist and TI Robert Thurston from Florida who um, sent me this article uh, yesterday. And he is one of those TIs that every day wakes up and does something to end his targeting. He goes to city council meetings and gives presentations and takes charge and diagrams and, 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 and just he presents about this atrocity. So kudos to Robert and thank you for um, sending me this uh, article. So let's go on to the first slide. The Sorrow World is a fictional planet. It's a, it's a cube-shaped fictional planet appearing in American comic books published by DC Comics in the 1960s. In the bizarro world of Trey, a cube-shaped planet home to Bizarro and companions, all of whom were initially, initially Bizarro versions of Superman, Lois Lane and their children. Later, other Bizarros were added. Among them was Batsaro, the world's worst detective. So um, the reason I speak about Bizarro is because when law enforcement becomes a, the enemy and tries to entrap innocent, hardworking people and destroy their lives and their reputations, it's, it's a chapter out of Bizarro World. Yesterday, I received um, it's a 106-page federal complaint with like 36 exhibits uh, in civil rights violation, uh, uh, de denouncing that former deputy sheriff Nico Irizarry uh, 
and his accomplices, Scott Joseph Snyder II and Charles Custodio, uh, uh, tried to entrap him and uh, violated his civil rights. Let's go to this next slide. Uh, I have excerpts of the complaint here. Uh, the Lee County, Florida Sher Sheriff Marceno is a defendant. He employed defendant Nico Irizarry as a certified deputy sheriff, among other certified deputy sheriffs in Lee County, Florida. Uh, he, Nico Irizarry was also a corrections officer, a policeman at the jail. Custodio, one of the people involved in the ploy, he was a mastermind. He was convicted for insurance fraud and the victim, Mr. Riley, had testified against him in that case. Custodio vouched he would spend all his efforts and money avenging him. He met one of the conspirators in jail, the correctional officer, Irizarry. He made a scheme that as soon as he got out of jail, he would entrap Riley, showing uh, a, a home in the Fort Mayer's area to the other co-conspirator that is also a defendant in the case. A custodio and the sheriff's deputy had a rude relationship. I'm not going to go into those salacious details, but you might want to read uh, the complaint because it's not about the relationship. It's just everything that went into trying to destroy this this honest man's life, Mr. Riley. A, now, Mr. Riley was, uh, a, he had 40 years experience as a real estate agent, and it seems he had uh, a, a sufficient funds to hire private investigators that uncovered all the shenanigans that these three carried out in order to entrap Mr. Riley. Let's go to the next slide uh, that I have a um, part of a, what is alleged in the complaint. He said that after Riley denounced, testified against Custodio in a fraud case, um, he made it known in a text message to Riley that he would ruin his life and spend every minute and every dime he had to accomplish his goal. Sound familiar, T.I.'s? Uh, he sent him a text message saying, I'm going to spend every minute and every dime I have left working on ruining your and David's career and life. Uh, this this was sent in 2019 prior to all of the shenanigans that con that concluded that ended up in Mr. Riley's arrest. Let's go to the next slide because this uh, this thread is pretty similar to what um, Hunter Biden said to a Chinese businessman. Right? He said, and this was today in the New York Post. I'm quoting. If I get a call or a text from anyone involved well, other uh, other than you, Zhang or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me, his father, and every person he knows, and my ability to forever hold a grudge that you will regret not following my direction. These words of forever holding a grudge are none other than placing you in the program. So Mr. Riley faced a very sophisticated entrapment scheme. The complaint says that the deputy sheriff Irizarry, working with Custodian Snyder, conspired to plant narcotics, namely fentanyl, methamphetamine, oxycodone, Xanax, amphetamine, and MDMA with a street value of $150,000 in Riley's vehicle, 
while uh, one of the co-conspirators was in his vehicle supposedly to go see a property he wanted to purchase. In paragraph 26 of the complaint says, as correction officer working night shifts, Irisari was responsible for supervising the nighttime trustees and Custodio, the guy that had the grudge with Mr. Riley, was a nighttime trustee and Irisari frequently interacted with Custodio while he was in jail. These events were coordinated by Custodio Irisari Snyder and other deputies, other deputies working together for a common goal and objective of planting narcotics in Riley's vehicle and having him charged with a crime he never committed. And then there's a picture there of the drugs. The reason why this just um, is so close to my heart is because I know a lot of targeted individuals out there have been entrapped. And I myself would have been entrapped uh, because, uh, you know, in, in my personal situation back home, and it is only when you stick to the law, you know, there's always right or left. So whenever faced with a decision to make, you always have to act in the direction of what is correct, what is the law, because targeted individuals always have someone behind them trying to entrap them into something and this is not to make you paranoid but we all know this is the truth law enforcement is working in tandem with criminal operatives to target you and entrap you and destroy your reputation like in so many ti cases elements of the underworld befriended crooked cops to place innocent people on the list like my friend mary in a retirement home in minnesota that yesterday texted me she was being gassed the police sheriffs and fbi departments are at mercy of many of these criminals because it is some of these criminals that have placed people in the tsdb stating that they are terrorists we're living in bizarro world those called upon to protect us are the ones with the power to destroy us just like they wanted to destroy the life, Mr. Riley's life in Florida, or like the victims that were raped and beaten up in the torture cave in New Orleans. For those that um, are interested in these themes, I urge you to read it because it's so perfectly written. It reads like a John Grisham novel, and it has uh, the exhibits that I just um, I just don't, you know, don't know how they, they allowed it to, to file instead of settling before it got filed. Okay, so pay attention, be watchful. Don't let anyone entrap you because we know that that is the modus operandi. Now, I'm going to turn to an update on the registration forms and the numbers that have been sent to me. I have to thank everybody that has taken the time to do it because uh, initially, I am doing this because, as I have written in the form, uh, this is a an exercise. If and when we get the opportunity to go and inspect the terrorist screening database, we want to be able to check the names of those targeted individuals that are on the list. It's going to be an invaluable tool, a priceless tool for all of those targeted individuals that want to have their day in court. And the reason is because when you have over 1,300 persons saying, you know, the same story, it is very hard for any court to say it's fantastical or it's a conspiracy theory. 
And that is our goal. Our goal is that everybody has their day in court. Uh, many forms have been intercepted. So again, I urge you to carry out the email corroboration mechanism, sending it to tjustice2 at um, proton.me once you have filed the form with me. Uh, I have found many duplicates, so it's, you know, I'm manually checking them. Uh, although 84% of the registrants are from the United States, uh, it is uh, very good to see that the word is getting out. We're getting people registering from Australia, Kenya, Uganda, Japan, Kosovo, and Lithuania, among others. Uh, this uh, We have insisted this is a worldwide phenomenon that... Um, a crime against humanity that has got to be stopped. And uh, again, the the trend that um, we have is that it's predominantly, it's a hate crime against women. It's mostly two thirds of the program are mostly women. It hovers between 62 and 63% so far, the people with voice to skull. But as we mentioned last time, uh, these are hundreds of people, okay? So this is not something that any court can say is fantastical because it's very real. And we have the data to back it up. So in women, it's 57% uh, that have it. And in men, it's it's almost 70%. So as I was telling Len last week, I, I believe that it is because you know, maybe men, uh, they they deemed it necessary to be uh, inflict a harsher torture on men uh, because it's harder to break men, perhaps. I don't know. Now, this is very interesting. We were talking uh, two weeks ago about Charles Cable's legacy. Remember Charles Cable, he renounced uh, as soon as he got the law, um, the lawsuit he announced his with his resignation his retirement because as of January 31st he retired from the terrorist screening being the director of the terrorist screening center and their attorneys did not communicate this information to me which is a huge breach uh, of their duty of candor not only to the court but also to the uh, adverse party only 38% so far uh stated that their targeting began from 2017 on which is when uh, this man started working uh, as a director of the uh, terrorist screening center. Now, turns out that with the more numbers we get, it's 62% of the people targeted, the report targeting, reported began from 2017 on. So I we have to wonder if this is why Mr. Cable, as soon as he saw the lawsuit, uh, decided to retire. Uh, he's still an individual capacity defendant in the lawsuit, uh, everyone targeted after March 2017 can eventually sue him for illegally adding them to the TSCB. And he also went around the world uh, promulgating the counterterrorism narrative. And was this was published on many um, uh, websites, public sites. And uh, it is my uh, opinion that the law doesn't allow FBI to be going around a, a practicing, you know, a, exerting their authority outside of the United States. Now, um, please do register because, a, you know, to all of those that obviously trust me and trust the work we're doing to free targeted individuals, 
um, because as I said, this is going to be an invaluable priceless tool, not for the people that I want. I'm going to check and verify their names in the Terry screening database. Uh, also for the people that eventually want to file suit, this is going to be a um, solid document that is going to act as a basis for many people to have their day in court. If you register your child, remember to put in the registration in the subject line um, that you are registering your child because those are the ones that the government criminals like to intercept the most. Now, um, the registration is in targetedjustice.com uh, slash register. You can find it there. And um, as I mentioned before, I am the only person getting these forms. And so you have to be a little patient with me because uh, it takes me a little while to answer and to acknowledge uh, that I received it, especially now. It's important that uh, it, it, you try to register with the most accurate information because this is an exercise not only to verify uh, each person's name in the TSDB if and when the court grants it, eventually grants it, um, and uh, also to provide a sound, a rock solid basis of the statistics, a trustworthy uh, basis for a, a TIs that we're gonna have their day in court. Um, before I move on uh, to our guest today, I wanted uh, to ask those of you that are fluent in English and Japanese and English and, and or Spanish and Italian, because I can do Spanish, but I can't do Italian or Japanese. And uh, the targeted justice uh, volunteers are reaching out. We're trying to make a difference in the world. And there's a lot of Japanese TIs that are asking for help. So we certainly could use, um, if there is a TI in the United States that can help us be as a translator, uh, we would very much appreciate it. The same with in Italian, uh, it seems that Italy um, things are going out of hand. They're getting out of hand and I'm going to start holding, um, just today I'm holding a, a, a conference, a conference call with the people in Italy. So I would very much appreciate if you could, um, any of you want to volunteer as a translator, it would be priceless for those people out there that need our help and our support. Uh, you can just send an email to tjustice2 at proton.me and put in the, in the subject line, either Japanese translator or Italian translator. Um, so now let's, let's hear it from Richard. Uh, thank you, Anna. Um, I wanted to cover uh, a couple of topics uh, and uh, we get a lot of questions uh, from TIs. And um, the first, the first thing that I wanted to talk about um, is uh, subliminal messaging. Um, we, we are fully aware and can count people that have the voice to skull technology. Um, we can refer to that as broadcast voices or hearing voices. Um, V2K is, is a colloquial term that is used in the TI community. So many people may not be aware of exactly what that means. So it's, it's a broadcast voice. Uh, unfortunately, subliminal messaging basically uses the same technology as V2K. And it's done on a frequency that uh, only the subconscious mind can receive and hear. 
and your conscious mind is not uh, aware of it, but it can have devastating consequences. So we've covered this before in newsletters and we've covered it on the website. Um, I've got a book that you can get for free at the bottom of our homepage called uh, The Manipulation of Secondary Personalities. And that's highly dependent on subliminal messaging. Um, as we've stated before on Targeted Justice, everyone in the United States and, and probably everyone in Europe and possibly even the entire world is being tracked right now, right, right on the top back part of your head. Um, and that tracking is used, those GPS coordinates are used to direct uh, a very narrow microwave beam uh, that's focused at your head from cell towers. And they aim at the center of your head to put the V2K or the voices into your head. Um, that same technology is used for subliminal messaging 24 hours a day on politicians and judges and, and uh, police officers. So uh, we need to be aware of that this, that uh, many of these people are being manipulated without their conscious awareness. Um, the way that we can deal with that, if we, once we realize that everyone is being targeted, especially targeted individuals, um, there are some affirmations that we can do to create a firewall. Uh, and I use that term loosely because your, your subconscious mind doesn't have, uh, per se, any type of wall. So you have to put one there. And it's done by placing um, affirmations in your subconscious mind. And you have to repeat these. And uh, um, I'll refer you to our newsletter we did not too long ago on this topic. So what are some of the positive affirmations that, that we could use? Let's say you've got V2K and you're having difficulty tuning it out or, or ignoring it. So you want to use positive affirmations such as I can easily ignore the broadcast voices. Okay. Um, you can find a, a term or a phrase that, that you think works best for you. Uh, and it's going to be different from one person to the next. That's why we're not trying to make a blanket statement that works for everyone. So you've got to find the statement that you feel will work best for you. OK, uh, the one thing you want to remember, though, your subconscious mind um, is not like your conscious mind in that it takes statements literally. For example, um, if I said, wow, I'm having a heavy day, um, your subconscious mind would interpret that what did gravity increase it doesn't use uh, it doesn't recognize slang terms your your subconscious mind takes things literally so it's very careful you have to word things carefully so that your subconscious mind when you're directing uh, affirmations for your for your subconscious mind you want to be very literal so you you wouldn't want to use a term like v2k that may or may not mean the same thing to your subconscious mind um so uh, the statement I'm suggesting is I can easily ignore the broadcast voices. And I want to use that as an affirmation several times a day. Um, I can easily ignore the broadcast voices. Um, the other rule of thumb is you, you want these statements to be an affirmative. Um, um, so saying something to the effect of I hate the voices and I'm just going to block it out. That, that's, a, that's not a, a positive affirmation. That's a negative affirmation. So you, you want to use positive terms and positive affirmations because they're more effective. Um, so th that's the rule of thumb. So one rule of thumb, your subconscious mind takes statements literally. And the second rule of thumb is you want to use positive affirmations, not negative ones. Okay. So 
let's let's look at some other positive affirmations that we can use. I will only react to constructive suggestions. So I'm aware that I'm, I'm having subliminal messages directed at me and I want to ignore them. I will only react to constructive suggestions regardless. And this is a blanket statement that I can use, whether it's a subliminal message or uh, one of my friends that's trying to coax me into doing something that I really don't want to do that I don't think is right. I'm only going to react to constructive suggestions and I want to affirm this on a regular basis. Um, one of the best times to make these affirmations is uh, when you put your head on your pillow at night and you're just starting to uh, settle in, that's a great time to do positive affirmations. Also first thing in the morning, when you wake up, when you're in that, in that, um, that dusk area in between, you know, being fully awake, that's a great time to do positive affirmations because they, they stick, they get into your, um, your subconscious mind easier because of the state of your mind. Here's another, uh, uh, positive affirmation I recommend every day and in every way I am getting better and better. This is, this is actually um, um, a statement that was developed uh, more than a hundred years ago by a psychologist that was starting to understand hypnosis and how the subconscious mind worked. And it was a statement that he had come up with. And I don't recall um, um, the exact person, but I do remember the statement. <laughs> um, so I, I'd like for people to try this. It's free. It, it won't cost you a dime. Um, and you can see how well they react. I think you'll notice a difference if you'll just try these affirmations for no more than, than 10 minutes at a time. Don't go over 10 minutes um, and, and try it um, first thing in the morning and right after you, you tuck in for bed. Um, and you'll be amazed that with just in a matter of days, uh, you'll notice difference in your life in terms of your receptivity and your openness to positive experiences. Um, uh, another positive affirmation I like to recommend is, um, um, I am truly, I'm truly becoming a happier person. Um, and you can say that every day and notice the changes that have in your life. It will attract, uh, uh positive events and, and happy events into your life, just like a magnet. And, uh, so I recommend that as well. And there's, there's, Websites out there, if, if you really want to get into it and research, there's lots of websites on the internet. There's been many authors writing many books on positive affirmations. So check that out if, if, uh, if you care to. Second topic I want to cover is um, question uh, or a complaint we get from many TIs, and it has to do with dreams. Um, they're, they feel like they're, they're having dreams that, that are not their own that, that uh, it doesn't feel like, it feels like a very violent dream or a very negative experience, frightening. And they, they feel confident that they are not the source of that dream. Now, I'm not gonna try to delve into where, where the source of that might be, um, but we wanna give you some, um, some tools that you can use. Um, first of all, lucid dreaming is the general topic that, that, that's covered by this. And, and there, again, there's lots of websites and lots of authors They've written books on this of it, and and it's uh, it's a developmental, uh, a personal development issue for a lot of people. And you will notice many positive developments in your life to the extent that you work on this. So look up lucid dreaming. But um, the goal of lucid dreaming is to take your waking consciousness into the dream state. And there's many people that do this successfully. And once you realize 
you can take your waking consciousness into the dream state. You realize you can do things like fly through the air. You can walk through walls. You can also do things that I recommend for some of these violent dreams and stuff is blow yourself up to 50 feet tall. You'll find it's a great way uh, to get out of these recurring nightmares um, and, and spend them in a positive way. Because once you're 50 feet tall, it doesn't matter if somebody's got a gun or um, uh, uh, you've got crocodiles after you or whatever it might be. Once you're 50 feet tall, it, it, the, the problem's basically solved. So um, it's, it's, it's a trick that uh, lucid dreaming people recommend. Um, uh, and, and again, the positive affirmations feed into this. So the positive affirmations can work with lucid dreaming um, so that uh, you can bring those positive statements into the dream state and, and use them effectively. So uh, if you're having trouble with lucid dreaming, one of, one of the suggestions that, that I'll give you is fix the dream after you wake up. Let's say you've, you've had a nightmare. You wake up from it and you go, God, that was horrible. I don't want to do that again. Well, take a minute and pause and go back and try blowing yourself up 50 feet and resolve the dream, okay? And you'll notice that will minimize um, this feedback loop because your subconscious mind wants you to solve the problem, okay? And by doing this and repeating it, even if you're not able to do it in the dream state, if you're waking up and you're going, wow, that was a, that was a bad dream, uh, still fix it. Just fix it in your mind. Go back into it while you're awake and, and fix the dream. And you'll find that that helps you uh, move into the lucid dream state in the future. So that, that's, that's the suggestion. So uh, I'm not going to try to go into more than this, but if you're interested, there's a number of websites and books and authors on lucid dreaming, and, and it can be very helpful, uh, particularly if you've got the voice to skull and you're, and you're dealing with the issues around that. We recommend learning about lucid dreaming and see if it can help you. Okay. It's free. Just it's an educational tool and it can help you deal with your, with what's going on. Okay. We recommend it. Third thing I want to cover very quickly, water shielding. Uh, we have a tab on the website and it says water shielding. Uh, for those that are getting um, um, head attacks that, that, that can be severe at times, the water shielding is certainly going to help. It's not going to hurt. It can only help. Is it going to block 100%? No, it's not. Our experience shows that it does block some of it. And, and, and the water shielding is the best shielding that we found. We found that, it's, that it, it's, it's more effective than any metal shielding that we've tried. Um, so check out that tab on our website. Um, you can build what we call a, a rectangular water box. The triangular ones are, are, are lower in cost, but you're, you're only looking at about $50 in materials here. So we, if you can afford the rectangular water box and make it, it's just a single two by four cut into four sections and uh, a one by 12 board that's uh, 36 inches long, two of them. So you take a six foot board and just cut it in half and then some screws uh, into the two by four and you'll find the images uh, on our website. And pretty much anybody can put these together. And uh, you fill it with square-shaped water bottles, or you might have uh, some other ideas. Uh, water bags, you can buy the Ziploc water bags and double bag them and fill it with water in such a way that your, your head is completely surrounded with water, okay? So that, that's the goal. And we have found that, that it helps. Uh, again, it's not 100%, but it does help uh, dampen and suppress some of the microwaves. So we recommend that. So um, that's all I have for today.
Thank you, Richard, uh, for that advice. I know that it totally works for me. So I really urge you to give it a shot. It doesn't cost you anything and it might help you a lot. Uh, remember, it you will see the effects after a while you're practicing. You've been practicing it. So now it's time uh, to conclude the show and much in the tradition of uh, Len. Uh, I want to talk about why um, I call this episode a bizarro world, living in bizarro world. Uh, I hope that I have been able to adequately fill in for Len uh, and that you have enjoyed the show. The bizarre world comes has come to me in a situation or setting which is weirdly inverted or opposite to expectations. Society is ruled by bizarro code, which states that us do opposite of or of all earthly things. Us hate beauty. Us love ugliness. It's big crime to make anything perfect on bizarro world. In the bizarro world we're living, sheriff deputies and law enforcement have teamed up with criminals to persecute innocent people that denounce the crimes of their cronies. Their deputy gangs consist of cliques of officers that allegedly engage in violent and potentially criminal behavior while their counterparts shoot, choose to look the other way. They know what's going on, but it's too complicated to denounce it. Mr. Bailey, the victim in the case that I uh, told you about, he had the cleverness and financial resources to immediately investigate and fight back. He did get arrested and he was gonna get prosecuted for drug crimes and drug trafficking. However, he was able to avoid that thanks to the private investigators he hired. He was gonna get accused. He was gonna get convicted. He was gonna lose all the work of his life. Thanks to Mr. Bailey, there is at least one less criminal working in law enforcement. Just like Lynn in Dallas, Mary in Minnesota, Elizabeth in Georgia, and so many other targeted individuals persecuted for denouncing crimes, corruption, or illegal acts, on one too many occasions, law enforcement has teamed up with the criminals to protect them from legitimate complaints against them and instead punish the law-abiding citizens through entrapment and referring them to a weaponized FBI that is eager to place people illegally and improperly in a terrorist database that contains 97% of the identities of innocent, honest, hardworking people. If there is a government weaponization, this is it. Yet Congress refuses to pull the plug on its funding. Martin Luther King Jr. used the phrase in the form, justice too long delayed is justice denied. We have tried to accelerate the urgent adjudication of our case. The government has used all of its tricks and tactics to delay its adjudication. Most importantly, at all times, they refuse to address the issue as to why innocent people that do not meet the reasonable suspicion criteria are on the terrorist screening database. Fortunately, 
our day in court is near. I will continue to be here, rain or shine, until we are all free. I hope to see you next week when I will uh, set forth a summary of the defendant's responses to the appeal brief. I will also have a special guest that is not a TI, uh, at least he doesn't think he is, and I am certain will explain many of the dots we have been connecting in this process, figuring out how we got to the point where the federal government is so weaponized against hardworking, talented, honest, law-abiding Americans. Until then, I hope you stay strong. And most importantly, we asked for your prayers for Dr. Bear, who is such a pillar of the community and who really needs the prayers. Thank you.